right, here we are once again for the next episode of Tipped into Plastic. <laughs> when I practiced that, it sounded so much better than right then. <laughs> I like I like how it was just kind of subtle. Yeah. Like I come in like yeah. a screaming train and you're like, Tipped into Plastic. Hey. What's but, uh, this podcast about, Scott? Oh, this is a podcast for the miniature hobby enthusiast. What was the thing that we used to say? Like, okay, we used to say that, and then we had a second thing that someone suggested, and that I actually really liked it. And I think uh, for for all of our virtual hobby friends. Oh, the podcast for all our virtual hobby friends, which is you lot. Thank you for tuning in on this lovely every other Monday. Yes, all the goody peepees. <laughs> Are joining us today, could, and if you're not here, you're not a goody peepee. We could definitely drop that. We don't need. Well, no, nah, I think no. I think we need to keep it. This podcast is just going to turn into like phrases we say all the time. It's all inside jokes. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Meat potatoes, goody peepees, turpentine pre stick. <laughs> Get them tendies. Yeah, I think we should just change the name of the the podcast to turpentine pre stick. <laughs> That'll be the offshoot. Yeah. But, you know, so we'll do like a 15. No, I can't say that because then people are going to say you need to do that. Yeah, no, we're not going to do that. All right. What's, what's the deal with the preamble ramble today? Uh, Scott, there's no preamble ramble today. Zero. Why is there no preamble ramble? Because the whole episode is a preamble ramble, yeah, which yeah. I'm sure everyone loves. Yes. This is the episode for those that love the preamble ramble, but there's good stuff involved in it. Oh, yeah. It's all hobby stuff. Yes. All hobby stuff. Mm-hmm. So why there's no preamble rambles today's episode, we are going to... Go back into our brains and relive the epic weekend that was VinciCon 2021. Mm. We are going to share with you all of our experiences, good, bad, and ugly. And there was some ugly. Was there? Yeah, my mini at one point. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, that was, yeah. Um, but before we get into all that, as we were driving back and since this time, I was kind of reflecting most specifically on the gentleman known as Vincent Vincerella. Mm. And I wanted to like put into words my thoughts in just a few words about Vincent, especially after this weekend. We had met him in person one time for TendyCon 2020, okay. and this is our second real time in person with him. Okay. And what I came up with was this. Is it a poem? No. Damn it. It is the immortal words of Styx. Yo, my lady. When you're with me, I'm smiling. <laughs> Beautiful. Give me whoa, whoa, all of your love. <laughs> That's how I feel about you, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Just a love song? Yeah, that's it. That's how I feel like, how do I put into words? And then I realized. Sticks. I couldn't say it better than sticks. Okay. All right. Well, Vince, I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> All right, what'd you paint? What did I paint? Well, we each painted our con models. Yes. Um, and we're going to get into that. So maybe yeah. we don't dissect them now. Sure. Or maybe we do. Let's do it now because there's going to be enough stuff in the preamble ramble. So yeah. we don't have to, to delve into those there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I painted mine. And at, by this point, you will know who painted which. Yeah. Because when we all came back, we put out the wonderful little poll of guess who painted what. Yeah. And one person did say... The giant robot is definitely Vince's, but it could be a red herring. Someone also said it's definitely Vince, and if I'm wrong, I'm going to eat my airbrush. My, his airbrush. So, buddy. You're pooping on an airbrush in yeah, two to three days. Yeah, you're going to have to hit up the uh, emergency room. Yeah, I would di- dissect it, take it all apart first, and like dull down the needle real good. Oh, hold, hold on here. 
what's all this preparation? He just said swallow an airbrush. <laughs> oh, he didn't say swallow a medically prepared <laughs> edible airbrush. <laughs> it's like a gummy. Airbrush. I don't think it ever becomes edible. <laughs> no, yeah, that's right. That's true. Um, I painted the giant pink and teal robot, and uh, it started off as mostly a gray robot. Mm. And I hated how it looked because Vince made fun of me because he said it looked all gray. Oh, my God. Yeah, we got to get into that later on. That was so funny. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll tell that story when we get there. But, yes, mine was the pink and teal robot under the great guidance of Vince because <laughs> of course. he's like, now you need to do this. <laughs> I was like, okay. okay. Um, I did. I I. It was very, very pink at one point, and I uh, I made it less pink by going with the skin tone in the stipple up of the highlights up to almost white. Yeah, um, and the teal in the, the shadows. But as soon as the teal went in, I'm like, God damn it, Vince, this looks like your paint yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, It's like, you know, Vince, it's like whenever you're unsure, just pull out the pink and teal. Yeah, yeah. pink and teal. That's the yeah. go-to. It's like key and peel. Yeah. Hey, hey, <laughs> I like that. Uh, A.A. Ron. Okay, and then I also painted, I'm not done yet, but by the time this comes out, I will be done with a 3D printed diorama, which is of a necromancer lady in the process of bringing back to life two skeletons. Um, like the base, the, the skeletons, the necromancer chick, um, you print them all out. Um, in one piece? No, God, no. Okay. This was like 15 pieces. Oh, my gosh. And it's interesting because both skeletons like connect to her. One has like his arm wrapped around her leg. That Those are all separate pieces. Mm -hmm. and the other one is kind of like floating up to her as she's kind of raising him from the dead. And it was a freaking jigsaw puzzle to get those things together when there's obviously there's no instructions in a 3D print. Right. Um, that was like it was a, a testament of how much. I dislike putting multiple piece kits together. <laughs> like, so everything. Yes. So everything. <laughs> Just give it to me in one piece. Um, so I have a question here. Yeah. What, what's the scale of it? 75 millimeter. How, how many individual prints did it take to get all the parts? Like two or three? or one. Just one. You fit it all in the build plate? Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's because I got the Mono X, which has got the oh, big build plate. Big boy. Otherwise, okay. it'd be two. I assumed it was going to be two or three because even with my Mono X, when I printed out that giant dragon, that was three prints. Mm. Um, okay. But this thing, I think from base to the top of her head, is like 130 millimeters. And it's how fast tall. did you have to paint it? Um, well, because we had VinciCon and then setting everything up and it took the full day to print it after I got back from VinciCon, uh, like a day and a half I painted it. And that was with one of the, the first full day I was still working full time during the day too. So I was like, email, 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 paint, 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 paint. And then back and forth and doing that, which was kind of nice because the way I approached it was really like fast and loose yeah. with all layers yeah, and yeah. just like squinting your eyes and what's going to create drama where color is. And if there's not going to create drama, don't put any color there. Um, and so we'll see how it turned out. Just slap it up paint, man. Yeah. Um, so that's what I painted. What'd you paint? I think I think what you painted looks great so far. And it looks nothing like anything you've ever painted before. And so I think that's pretty cool. Which is weird. Yeah. It's... It's kind of neat to to see like it kind I kind of funneled some other amazing painters that paint in a very layer strong creating strong environmental effects through thick paint and then refining later. I haven't really got to the refining later point, so maybe after this recording I'll be able to go home and and kind of do that, but I'm also not going to do a lot of that. I don't think that's the purpose here. I have enough content for that video of what I really want to drive home that I don't want to feel like I'm tacking on a bunch at the end yeah absolutely and i think it doesn't even need the refinement i think it looks fine anyways okay. 
fine. That's what I shoot for in my miniature painting. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's okay. C plus. <laughs> C plus. It's passing. <laughs> All, All right. right. What'd you paint? Um, I painted. I started to paint. Well, I didn't start to paint. I started to finish uh, this little vampire boy who goes atop one of my zombie dragons. Um, I amped up his red armor, painted the uh, the brown leather elements, which was just like his his book and his gloves. Uh, painted a little his belt and then also the shield, and then I began to paint the horns on his back. Uh, didn't finish it though. That was on a Twitch stream last Wednesday. I wanted to stream because um, we were gonna be gone on Friday. Yeah. Uh, for VincyCon inside. So I wanted to do a stream because I'd already missed the, the previous week as well. So I busted that guy out. I love the like the cream shield with the metal. Yeah. Yeah, I, dude. That's so good. Yeah. I got a sneak blue somewhere, like the navy blue color in there somewhere that all my other Blood Knights have, maybe on the lands or something like that. Do you have to? I guess I don't have to, no. Dude, don't don't conform don't. Okay, to yeah. society. I suppose it gets a little forced or contrived yeah. if uh if i have to make sure everyone has the same colors in our society stop <laughs> i hate you <laughs> we put teal on every model <coughs> and pink um so yeah they gotta be done in another stream today possibly but i have to do something else for today's stream oh riri uh yeah because i guess it has to do with uh, what we left at vince's house your coat uh, no. with your coat? <laughs> I didn't leave my winter coat at Vince's house, but no, the uh, the chain rasps. Oh, um, no. Because they weren't magnetized. I was going to like put the magnets back on later, um, but I never did that. But we'll talk about that uh, when we talk about VinceCon. Yeah. VinceCon. Ugh. Vincendo. I also painted the Inquisitor. Oh, uh, yes. Scott yes. painted. And I think a lot of people got yours right because the creamy blends. I think it was because I put it in a video. Well, that too, but <laughs> I was trying to hype you up. I was being your hype man here. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, you just said no. Yeah, I was definitely painting the longest, which doesn't mean mine was the best. It means I'm the slowest. Um, so, yeah, they were all playing board games. I'm just, I'm just like sweating bullets. It's just like, oh, God. You get, oh, so, God. You get so antsy in the pantsy. Toward yeah. the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny is like you spent, if you were to take your time as a percentage marker, you spent 60% of your time doing the white armor. The white and the and the gold, probably. Oh, uh, if you bring Just in the, the gold, white? well, maybe I, maybe I, I I need to keep those together. White and gold is like eighty percent of your time. <laughs> really? And everything else, you were like, you guys are playing games. I want to get this. <laughs> that's it's what I sound like. You guys are playing games. Yeah, that's the sounds you were making. Okay. Um, and it still looked great because you focus your time on the things that were create the most impact. Yeah. Um, the face turned out great too, and uh, that was something I think that. Um, it was hard to accomplish because her hat is brim is like pushed down and then you just have to like you have to hold that just the right angle imagine painting that thing on video for a video like how difficult would that be to get a shot of painting that face i think my head would just be in the way the entire time i'd be like yeah and you have to hold it up like this so you can actually see down there and get the brush in there and get your head in there and where's the camera going at this yeah, point? That's a deal breaker. I wouldn't pay that model ever on camera. <laughs> yeah, that's probably smart. That's probably smart. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, when I'm painting, filming the painting of that diorama thing, I'm having a hell of a time. And I have 0% confidence it's going to turn out well. Be just because it's all one piece and all together. Hmm. And getting it like to hold it at the right angle where I'm still comfortable and showing the camera, it's, it's just it's just so much harder than like this. Right, he was like, "I can get here and do this and still get that," but it's so big too. 
Why why did you not paint it in sub-assemblies? In sub-assemblies. Okay, like I said, if I was going to do sub-assemblies, I'd do the chick separate. But there are pieces where she is standing on the raised knee of one of the skeletons, and that same skeleton has his arm wrapped around her. I cannot get her in with him altogether. I have to attach her and then attach his body, his wrapping arm, and then the other dude. So it is literally impossible, is what you're telling me. I I mean, it's probably not impossible, but it's required too much mental capacity to figure out. Like, just screw it, put it together. I'm gonna paint it. That's it too. Like, I wanted to get it done yeah. fast. Too, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, and it helps when she's there. Like, I have the drop shadow under her leg, and I have other things on there that kind of are influenced by that. And yeah. what, how much of what part of like her skirt and her legs and everything you can see? I'm not gonna freaking worry about that if that's, that's something point. that's not you know, valuable. So I just said, screw it. And I didn't really consider how hard it was going to paint when it was all together until I was there. So what is this like compact disc size base? The base. Yeah. It's, it's about that big. It's a little bit smaller than a CD, but not much. Jeez. Okay. But it's a really cool base. I really like it. I'm like, gosh, I need to, I need to have to hire somebody to do custom 3d bases for all my stuff. And then I can just 3d print them. Yeah. And then you can hire someone to do casting and molding. And then you just have a little mini company right there. (laughs) <laughs> like a lot of these pa- these patreon companies that do uh you know you subscribe for a month and you get all the shit for a month like they they throw in some bases and some bits and yeah, stuff yeah i want maybe it's out there maybe our goody peepees can tell me about this <laughs> i want a company that all they do is make cool bases really yeah i would subscribe to that because then would you i get 20 different bases a month and then I would be able to just focus on the bases. Here, you get like two or three bases, uh-huh. and they're not this. They're I mean, you can resize them, of course, but okay. I just want I want all bases and bits, dude. Bases and bits, B and B. That would be sick. Like heads and arms and shields and swords, and broken like down that. trees and yes, terrain. Yes, okay. stuff that goes on the base. Stuff. I can get behind that. Because really, how many new armies are you starting, or how many you know, how many times do you need like a totally new? Like base, like if you get like three a month, right? That's like good enough almost. <laughs> really, it's just you want options, I guess. Yeah, I want options. Okay, okay, fair. And options, and like every time you just paint a single model or whatever too. I guess be like, so. blah out. Now I got this cool one that I wasn't going to use for an army, but it's this next thing I'm I'm painting. Not and I got base cool building? options. I do like base building, but I also like people making cool things for me, and so I don't have to do it. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. <laughs> It's not like oh, it's like this is a this has got like a ruined log on the base and a little bit of cobblestone. It's not like I couldn't add more stuff myself to it. Absolutely. Come on, Scott. Come on. They're just doing all the the prep work ahead of time for me. I guess so. Also, dude, you know how I have like little magnets and I have bases that have like magnet wells in the bottom. You could like pop a little hole in there. Yeah, that's that's part of it. Every one of these three D printed bases already has a hole in the bottom of it the does? base. It does. In Magic Land, where this Patreon exists, that's oh! what they would do. Well, okay, okay, all right, I like that, dude. This is we're just like giving out free money to somebody. <laughs> just do this, and then we'll pay you for our idea. How does this work? <laughs> I'm telling you, and it probably exists because people are smarter than me. So yeah, that's the that's what you pick. Truth of life for everyone. Someone out there, someone is better and smarter than you. Yeah, and faster. Yeah, and stronger and more and and cuter. Yeah, damn it, and wealthier. That's okay. We're happy to be us right now with goody peepees. <laughs> All right. Out of the main attraction here, Vincey Con 2021. 2021. 
How long of a drive? 13 hours. Don, Don, Don drove the whole way. Who the fuck is Don? John <laughs> drove the whole way. We stopped in Wisconsin to yep. pick up a little Sam Lintz. Yep. And uh, he gave us some burgers. Dude, he made us 9 a.m. burgers. 9 a.m. burgers. Right. Because we all thought we were going to get there <laughs> at like, maybe like 11. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we I left my house at 3.30 a.m. To get to your house at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then we left like at 510. Like, like, yeah, we, we were. Thing in the car. We're, we're out of there. Um, and then uh, we hit Sam's at like 9-ish. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he woke up at 8.30. <laughs> Which we said, we had a comment to each other. Once we realized it wasn't going to be 11 when we got there, we're like, oh, I wonder if Sam's going to be awake. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't responded to the group text yet. Yeah. So he woke up and he was like, shit. <laughs> and he had to make some some burgers. He made some onions, some green peppers. Bacon. Uh, bacon. We had lettuce on that stuff. Jalapenos. Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. It wasn't green peppers. It was jalapenos. Jalapenos. Excuse me? And tater tots. Oh, no. Repeat the word. Jalapenos. Jala- it sounds really like you're saying jalapenos. <laughs> I don't know what you're hearing. <laughs> you know, you, sometimes you like a regular jalapeno. Okay. Sometimes you like a pickled jalapeno. I don't like this. Uh, they were delicious. Yeah, they were. The best 9 a.m. burger I ever had. Yeah, dude. And the tots, too. Some ketchup. That was great. Yeah. Probably ate. And we got to see uh, uh, Sam's cool farmhouse uh, and also his big display cabinet with all his miniatures in it. Um, that was it, really cool. His his house is the greatest combination of super cool and scary as fuck. <laughs> How something can be both of those things at the same time is purely Sam Lance. <laughs> I think it has to do also with his unintentional neighbor who walks around repairing things. Yeah, the in, old dude at night. <laughs> right. That's scary. Yeah, that is scary. But he's got I like how he in like the front window, uh the, there's a the one big window that leads up to his front door. He just has a battle axe leaned against the window. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of like a Hey, <laughs> yeah, it's a threat, you know. It's you know, a subtle threat, just subtle. Yeah, a subtle Don't relax. <laughs> uh, I always like seeing behind the scenes, though, like for every kind of production. So I got to see like his little streaming area and like yeah. how he rigs up his cameras and stuff like that. And I, I always enjoy that. Yeah, and it's because like you have your vision in your head when you like you watch Sam's videos or watch him stream and stuff, and it's just like this is what I picture. And you go in there and it's like, oh man, it's kind of this. But it's also kind of wackadoo Sam in here. It's like, it's freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There's bones hanging from everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dead animals and jars. Yeah. 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 That's just goes with the flow. And Real his, serial killer shit. Yeah. Yeah. His kind of like antique curio that he has all his minis in. Yeah. I oh. love that. But I'm joking about the dead animals, by the way. Um, there were none of those. But yeah, that 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 glass case with like the mirrored things, uh, the, the mirrored back. Oh, that was really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's for like your tchotchkes for little old lady tchotchkes. Yeah, but it, like tchotchkes. when you put little minis in there, like of murdering things and Nurgle and stuff, it's like, oh, now this just looks cool. Do I be painted the wood black, or uh, dyed the wood with uh, black India ink? That looks really cool too, and it still uh, shows the grain on. Yeah, a little that, distressy action on there. That looked pretty dang cool. Yeah, but. I'm, I'm not this old house, so I'm not going to okay. do that. Okay. But that's cool. I it, what I did think of as soon as I saw that when we were in there, I'm like, I need to, I need to hit up the like the thrift marts in town like once a month and yeah. just kind of look for something like that. Yeah, because there's something to be said when we get to Vince's area of uh, oh, gosh, the uh, panoply of <laughs> of cases, but just like the character of Sam's case, I'm like, I want that. Yeah, I want that that's that was cool. Character. All right, we've got Sam. Yeah. We departed Wisconsin, went through 
Illinois. We took a whole boomerang shot from west side of Chicago, scooted south, and that just kind of like yo- mm. Tokyo drifted us. Yeah, straight east, like one long Tokyo drift. Yeah, like yeah, about I was three hours long. Right. Yeah, I was uh, perpendicular to the to the road lines <laughs> all through Chicago. It was like. <laughs> Just murdered your tires. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was worth it though. Yeah. Because it it's so worth. It's it. pretty sick. Um, I think part of our problem with figuring out the timing is I was like, okay, we have one stop. We have our our starting point. Sam is B. Vince is C. And my brain was just like, B is equidistance between A and C. <laughs> so that's why I thought eleven. Yeah. Like halfway there to Sam. Halfway there to Vince. Yeah, I feel like I thought I did too. So. So okay, I feel a little right. bit better that I my. My stupid ape brain couldn't figure that out. <laughs> I actually look at the uh, Google Maps where it told me how long it take to get to Sam's. And I did look that up. And I was like, oh, it takes four hours to get to Sam's. That's halfway. <laughs> God, if that was halfway. That'd be really nice. I'm going to do a little, I'm gonna do a little shortcut because I'm going to forget it by the time we get to the end. Okay. We were 13 hours together, you and I. Three full days together. And then 13 hours back home. You might be saying, in that amount of time... And we slept together. In that amount of time. <laughs> that, that is true, yes. <laughs> um, we would obviously get sick of each other. Yeah. And that didn't happen. Let's get married. At all. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, the final run of this whole weekend was the most mentally productive part. We solved all the world's problems. Oh, yeah. The car drive home. I think we talked for the entire time. Yes. Which is very helpful to me because when you're driving for that long a period of time, um, you just kind of lose a little bit of your sanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that helped me in the final stretch. And it's dark. We got a little A and W in our tummies. Dude, those curds, bro. Dude, it's all about the curds. For I me told Amber about the curds, and she was like, "Yeah, they have good curds." And I was like, "Yeah, they do." Yeah, dude, their burgers are solid too. They're about Culver's, maybe not quite as good as Culver's. Okay, and I'm a Culver's fan for burgers. Yeah. Um, but we solved Age of Sigmar. <laughs> we invented a new game. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, dude. In like four hours, <laughs> we, we just need a road trip. We could just solve the world's problems. I know. In five hours, just, dude. Just give us a topic. Yeah, we'll drive. We'll, we'll sing it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We just need to have an audio recorder. You were taking notes, which was important. Yes. Well, you have an audio recorder of that. That. I mean, we can't share those secrets. Yeah, there's secrets. Until, yeah. That's a special sauce right there. That's special sauce. Okay, where are we? We're, we're somewhere in Indiana. We drove. It doesn't matter. There's fucking tolls in, in Illinois. Screw those bastards. Goddamn. And tolls. Indiana. Yeah, they, Indiana got us one time. Yeah, they like, paid hey, you're us. leaving our state. 80 cents. It's yeah. like, you didn't Give ask for it on the cents. way in, right? No. There were no tolls on the way in. Uh-uh. Yeah. They just don't. They just, it's it's like a door that's locked from the outside. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can come in. <laughs> then we lock it on the way out. <laughs> And then uh, we were in Ohio, and then we could we could we could feel the the impending doom of, a, of, of arriving, and John was just like freaking out. Like uh, you, were, you well, were clenching. Weather was fine until we got basically about 15, 20 minutes from Vince's house, and then it got to the lovely sloppy freezing sleet, mm. and that road was slick. A lot of turning, a lot of exiting highways and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of exits, and when that's not a big deal, but it was dark. In a place I'd never been, and it was sloppy as shit out. And I was just like, just get me there. My butt cheeks were so clenched right there. Yeah, and you hadn't you hadn't done your your daily poop. Oh God. That was a whole thing. That was a whole thing for the whole weekend. Yeah. And when the I whole got weekend? I, I got by the time we were done, I was kind of like good again. And then we the whole day travel again, it just throws me all off. And when we got there, Vince is like, 
oh yeah whenever i do long travel i never poop and i was like okay i feel a little better <laughs> we were immediately we were connected vince and i <laughs> through our poops so we got to vince's house we pulled up john uh observed that the driveway was not totally plowed or shovel then what was the first thing you told vince Vince, shovel your GD driveway. <laughs> and he's like, I shoveled it this morning. And I'm like, I don't believe you. Yeah, yeah. He was like, I shoveled this morning just to avoid, like, you, you motherfuckers. Telling me. telling me this thing. And I was like, well. Couldn't avoid that. Yeah. Got out. We gave you, like, the 15-minute warning, Vince. Yeah. Get out there with that shovel. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just. That's kind of the, the running kind of theme through this whole weekend is guys show that they love each other. By giving them shit. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And that was on full effect. I feel like I got away a little bit without getting too much shit. I took the full brunt. Yeah, away. yeah, yeah. And you then were the scapegoat for sure. Yeah. And then and then Vince was spitting hot fire at me. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, 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 Vince. Okay. All right. This is how it's gonna be. You're gonna feel my full wrath. <laughs> and then because we were so you know, lasers engaged. <laughs> You were just like scooting around the corner, <laughs> yeah, just, home free. Just like that, like dancing. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, uh, okay. So how specific do we want to be? We had Kane's tendies. He got us Kane's tendies to arrive, which I didn't know is a weekly ritual for yes. Vince. I think it's Sundays or Saturdays he eats Kane's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we threw him off his ritual. Yeah. We did. I mean, in many ways. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but he got Kane's for us, but we did a quick tour of his house first. Mm-hmm. Brought all the stuff in. He had his dogs in the kennel so that we weren't getting assaulted by them with licks and, and, and wags and fur mm-hmm. immediately. Um, we got to meet his dogs, and they're just so energetic and so lovely and so in need of pets all the time. All the time. And they're wonderful. In the best kind of way. Yeah. I think Penny was the one that probably loved us up the most. Yeah. She's the oldest one. Yeah. She just wanted to chill with us. Yeah. She loved to lick your ear yes. if you let her. Yeah, oh yeah, and, and kind of like nibble on your ear too. Yeah, yeah. she has the uh, the stereotypical golden soft mouth. Have you heard about this? <laughs> no. Yeah, so fuck? like she'll she'll like bite your hand and stuff too, but it's like she just barely touches. Yeah, it okay. And it's the soft mouth. Okay. Um, so like we need to like give her a little piece of food, like I wasn't supposed to do. Um, <laughs> you know, she just like put my whole fa- hand in her mouth <laughs> to get to the food, but she just like wouldn't bite hard until she found it with her tongue and then. There you go. <laughs> and that Kathy? Oh my gosh. There's the there's the the secret storyline of this whole weekend that I didn't see coming. It's yeah. how cool Kathy is. Yeah, so she created for us. I think she I don't know when she gave it to us, but she had an agenda. Yeah. Like a fake agenda. But right. it was still like you know, it's like part of the con experience. Right. So she filled it out with like the food schedule, which that was not a joke, that was real. Yeah. Um, but then all these other funny things like you know, like a, a panel discussion, like the, the benefits of synthetic versus uh, sable hair brushes, or like discussing various types of paints. Um, yeah, and and I don't know if I don't know if Vince had a hand in that at all. No, I don't think that so. that was all from her brain. Yeah, uh, so that was kind of amazing. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. So that was kind of our first intro to see how cool Kathy was going to be the whole weekend. Oh yeah, and she was just. And I thought because everything was obviously a joke that the, all the food schedule was also a joke. And that was not a joke. It was amazing. And I probably gained like eight pounds Dude, over three days. We had parfaits every single day. And then plus either egg bake, scrambled eggs, bacon. Waffles. Waffles. Captain America waffles. Yeah. No less. No less. Yeah. Spare no expense. I never eat breakfast, but I ate Me breakfast, neither. baby. Yeah, baby. And this... I ate it good. <laughs> Real good. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, I was like, by like day two, we had turned to monster breakfast, then like one meal somewhere around three to four mm-hmm. um, that we could just eat whenever. And we had a buttload of snacks and, and snacks. all this other stuff yeah, too. Yeah. And treats from Kathy. And yeah. so we were like, no more, no mas. <laughs> no mas. And we got pizza one night. We had the Mexican one night. Mm-hmm. Tacos and nachos. And yeah. And uh, Vince is over there with his 17 pounds of nachos. Just <laughs> gong, 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 gong. That was another place that he eats. That that place we got Mexican food is the other place on the weekend he eats. Yeah, Kane's in weekend. that place. Wow. I think. I'm sorry if I'm getting it wrong, Vince. I haven't looked at the footage yet. <laughs> Let's consult the footage. <laughs> all right. So then we got all that. We, we got settled tour. in, got our tour, got our attendees. Um, I took a video of the tour, like a one-minute tour of Vince's basement because yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's like maybe, the size of a small house. Maybe we can play it right now over this over this this voiceover, so you can see it a little bit. Okay, sure. Let that will happen. <laughs> <laughs> so we we just took in the whole basement and uh, kind of unloaded a little bit, and then we got into our thing for the evening because Vince was very smart in, in thinking ahead and saying, "You guys just drove this whole time." You're kind of mentally bogged down. We're just going to sit and play a little Dungeons and Dragons first night. Yeah. We're not going to paint. We're not going to get all that stuff. Heavy duty conversating. Conversating. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and so we sat down and played Dungeons and Dragons. You're skipping a part. Oh, I did I skip a part? We ate canes, but we also opened a lovely <gasps> box from Emily. Yeah. Actually, a patron of this podcast and a, and a viewer. Uh, and in that box, she had a ton of goodies, a ton of goodies for us. Um Namely, custom dice that said VinceCon and had two thumbs up on the six yeah. side. On the six <laughs> side, VinceCon twenty twenty one dice, and we got pictures of that. Maybe we show one of those. Too. Yeah, so perfect. Uh, she also made con badges for us. Yeah, we wore our badges all weekend. Yeah, and she made bags for us mm-hmm. uh, that said VinceCon on them, uh, like ca- uh, canvas bags. Yeah, and we got also got each got like a little a mini or two, and he tied it from Emily. You. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't get anything. Okay, you know what? I probably put all the minis I got from everyone together in the same spot, but I didn't. I didn't realize that. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Yes. And then there was there was a a brief uh, swap uh, mini stuff swap. Yeah. Not, not, not. But not from Scott. Not from me. I uh, I'm a dumbass, and I did not know we were all doing that, and so I feel like an asshole. Uh, but next time, you just uh, you you can mini swap me a new camera today. Okay. <laughs> I already gave you Night Lord stuff. Get out of here. Oh, okay. That counts. <laughs> I, and I gave you chain rasps that you left at Vince's. <laughs> hey, I still used them. Three times, in fact. That's good. Yeah. They got their use. They did. That one dude lost an arm, but other than that, they're good. Yeah, no, he's fine. He's a ghost. He doesn't need an arm. <laughs> just <laughs> just kind of soften that down. It's yeah. just a nub. Yeah. He's like... Yeah, he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need arms to do that. Just to make creepy uh-huh. sounds. All right, anyways, D&D. Yeah, we got into D&D. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. All right, then we drove home. <laughs> 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 All right, now we played some D and D. John was a half orc druid. <clears throat> what was that, buddy? I don't know. <laughs> it's like a sneeze cough. All yeah. right, I was a halfling warlock with a sick, sick, a sick, vicious pact blade. Yes. Uh, and then I believe Sam was a human ranger. Human? I think he was human. Yeah, human ranger. He was the real hero. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he carried the shit out of us. Yeah. Yeah. You. Like you were the wonderful, like sup- evilly support, yeah, and I was the comic relief. Yeah, oh, yeah, big time. It was like a whole narrative. It was yeah. perfect. Yeah, and you guys by the end 
were getting so mad at me <laughs> because my 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 druid was was very new to the druidic powers. You know, he he ran a tavern and his uh, the landlord just like canceled his lease, right? And so he's this is all he's done. It's been a bar wench for his whole life. <laughs> And so he wanders out in the woods one day, ready to end it all. <laughs> and the trees talk to him and tell him, like, hold on, bro. You got some powers. I'm like, sweet. And I didn't know how to control my powers. So every time I transformed into an animal, it was random. Yeah. He just you guys were so mad that I turned in the most worthless animals at any given moment. Yeah. We're, like, fighting undead zombies. And John is a frog. And it's, like, <laughs> he's biting people's arms and... <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, like, can't you point, do something better? Like, you did the damage at points. Uh, I, did, I mean, very, very minimal. Uh, and then we had a cool narrative of moment towards the end where I picked up a unicorn horn, and then I had this like mental imagery of all the animals in the world that I could see through their eyes, and then I could control it. Yes, which I did, not the DM. Yes, and then I turned into. Nothing. Nothing because that was the end of the campaign. Right. Well, because you had a you were concentrating casting a fireball. But we can get to should we get to that later? Yeah, it was a two part series because we didn't finish the first night. We played for like four hours the first night. Yeah. And Mince is like, there's like one, maybe a little bit more than one hour left. Well, we were tired, it was late, we wanted to go to bed. Yeah. And so the final night of the con, we finished it up. And that was kind of our our end cap mm -hmm. of the of the weekend and we did finish it up. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Vince yeah. doesn't play with minis with D and D, and he's still wrong. And you were giving him crap the entire time. That because About he deserved the addition it. and the lack of minis. You're like, this is wrong. This is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we played a story from second edition D and D. You said, yeah. Do you remember the name of it? Uh, something of the spider haunt. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. that was the forest name that we were. Yep, in. yep. Okay. Um, okay. But uh, it was one of the cool things is Vince's entire giant table all had a whiteboard on it yeah. and then two giant walls. There was probably like six by eight feet whiteboards on them. Yeah. And he took full advantage of those. And, yeah. and those were a big help of not needing minis because he would draw things out big and like a map. Here's the general location. Here's what you guys are seeing. Yeah. Here's where it's at. Yeah. And that's really important. And having it up on the wall where everyone could plainly see and reference um, and that kind of stuff, that helped us kind of stay in line. So. It worked better than in my mind. I thought it was going to work without miniatures. Still needed miniatures, but that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it kept things moving fast. Yeah, he's got a big old eight by four whiteboard table essentially yeah. for D and D. We also camped out there when we did our painting. Yep, we played with Gaming Age Sigmar on there as well. Yeah. Multi-purpose um, table. Yeah, just to briefly describe the layout, you walk down the stairs into the basement. It's all carpeted. So you're right. There's three massive glass cases partially filled these ones actually weren't totally filled yet filled with uh, display painted miniatures trophies armies everything okay mm -hmm. like probably like halfway filled but you they're gonna just, see all this yeah they will but the audio listeners won't oh audio listeners won't got it yeah, you got got some love for the audio okay it's like totally it. just stumbled right there all right anyways you go go to the left big old eight by four table uh you go further to the left uh, there's like shelves and storage everywhere with like terrain and models. It's like it's like a miniature painting haven, honestly. Yeah. And there's another six by four table right yeah. there um, for I guess Age Sigmar or any game really. Right. And then you continue the curl to the left down a, a hallway. On your left is a very scary closet, which there's definitely people inside there. I was <laughs> the man with them. the hat. I was seeing them all weekend long. Uh, but no, that that's just storage for unpainted miniatures and terrain and stuff like that. 
And then you continue down into his actual room, which has probably like 13 glass cases in it. At least. Of like fully painted Age of Sigmar armies, of which he has, I don't know, 85? Uh, <laughs> right, roughly. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then his computer's there, his airbrushing station's there, and all of his painting supplies are there. Yep. It's a great basement. It's the best basement I've ever been in in my life. Yeah, it's only missing one thing, Scott. A, a basketball court? <laughs> <laughs> no, we discussed this. Yeah. It's only missing... A big cushy couch, a giant ass couch, and a giant ass TV. He has a TV. Uh, it was just on top of a bookcase. Yeah, which he used for D and D. He had the theme music running through YouTube yeah, while we were playing in yeah. there, and we could have like music videos going while we were painting. And we or did like sound live tracks. streams. Yeah, like we listened to the Honest War Gamer. Yep. We also listened to Tabletop Minions while we were painting. Yep. Good so time. that was nice. That was nice. But get on that couch, Vince. We need a big fat couch. Vincey Con 2022. Now with couches. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We went to sleep. Woke up. I think each night we were, you and I are probably awake before Vince and in the basement. Um, I woke up. I put together some camera gear in anticipation of shooting an interview with Vince on the last day. But I also grabbed some quick handheld B-roll of like all of his glass cases and his cool terrain stuff and mm. things like that. But we had breakfast. Yep. And I think the first thing we did was play our first game of AOS. Oh, we did that. That's right. We did that before. Yeah. We and, started painting. And we had you play Vince because you're the you're probably the better player of us three. Well, maybe, maybe most games played. I wouldn't say better, but I, I would I would say it. Definitely. Okay. I'm definitely better. Definitely. Uh <laughs> and then me and Sam played on the big old eight by four. So it was Stormcast Turtles versus Legion of Blood and then Boner Boys. Ostark Bone Reapers versus Giants. Yeah, Gargants. Yeah, and he let you pick, right? He let he was me like, how do you wish to die, Mr. Bond? <laughs> He's like, you can pick any one of my armies and I'll play it. Uh, in hindsight, I didn't realize this. I picked the worst possible army. Really? To was play it? Against. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's, I didn't know that at the time. He said that to you? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's unfortunate. Yes. He's like, this is the best matchup for Gargants. <laughs> Seriously? Like, oh, great. Oh. So he, uh, long story short, he tabled me on turn two. Well, I mean, he didn't table me, but I had I was kind of retreating and just playing objectives. I had like five horsey men that were just going to run amok and grab objectives, but eventually those giants would have caught me and it would have been over. Um, and then I had my harvester still alive because the harvester is the greatest thing ever and uh, brought back, I had a unit of, tw- of 40 more tech. And I, I made a lot of dumb mistakes in setup. But I had a unit of 40 more tech, and uh, I the Harvester alone regenerated 25 oh models. God. Models, jeez. Um, and he still went through them like they were just a wet paper bag. It was just <laughs> not even fun. I left this like big line out there so all of his giants could just rummage in. Mm. Um, oh, okay. So he has more surface area to engage. Yeah, I didn't yeah, use the. That's, tr- not, that's not something you think about when you're playing against giants. They have huge bases, right? Yeah, it's there. There was terrain that I could have worked with. Yeah, um, I was not. I set myself up not scared to engage with him because I'm so hardy, but not hardy enough. Yeah, apparently. Um, and so I didn't use the terrain to just block. So basically, he could only get one thing in at a time. Yeah. If I did that, it's a different game. Sure. Because um, the first town, I ca- first turn, I catapulted for 15 damage. If I would have just played defensively and catapulted his face off. It's a different game. But anyway, he stopped me. He got the double turn. He let me go first on one. Then he went. Then he got the double turn. Yikes. From one to two. And that was just... I have two spellcasters that automatically regenerate a bunch of models each turn. So without getting the double turn, I got no regeneration in between. And so uh, it was bad. There was 
alternating. If only somebody had spent time in the car fixing Age of Sigmar to it to be a much better game with just a few simple fixes. <laughs> I'm so scared to say that. I feel like people are going like, to kill us, dude. Uh, but yeah, look out for that in a future video. Me and John actually came up with a version of AOS that we want to play. Yeah, we're going to play it. And so we'll make a little video about it um, and, and talk about our, our little version. Nothing special. It's just like whatever. Um, <laughs> oh, it's special. <laughs> yeah. I hype things up to We're going to shape the future here. Yeah, I hype it up to 11. You co be completely modest. And I think that's how we solve this. I feel, yeah, they'll, they'll meet in the middle somewhere. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So you played AOS. Uh, Vince ended up uh, snagging you, like, I don't know, turn three, something like that. We called it after two because I was like, oh, this, is, this isn't going to happen, Vince. Okay. And then uh, me and Sam played a much longer game that I think went to turn five. Very close game. Yeah, and then in the meantime, you and Vince are playing other games. Mm -hmm. um, and me and... We were uh, done with our game before you were done with round one. <laughs> possibly. That's possibly very true. Um, I thought it was a really good game. I I don't remember ever playing against Stormcast Eternal. Well, I have like a super long time ago, like like five years ago or something like that, when H Sigmar first came out. Um, and it, it was really good. I got to employ some things that I learned in my games against uh, Dan and Matt. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt like it was really close. In, in the beginning, it felt like I was winning. And then after that, he had kind of neutralized a lot of my threats. Like He like killed both units of Blood Knights in, in one turn because I put them too close. And that giant-ass Star Drake base fit uh -oh, right in between no. them. And it was just like, whomp. And I was like, oh, <laughs> God. Um, so that was bad. Um, but... Through the stacking of debuffs like Overwhelming Dread and Fading Vigor and Twilight Allure. It's just like you're like fighting in mud. That's yeah. What, that's what it feels like. For, uh, that's what I like to imagine it feels like for my opponent. Um, I like to think of, of uh, Neferata's aura that gives everyone minus one to hit. is like it, It's like a spell effect that turns all your weapons to rubber. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> like wall, wall. floppy <laughs> rubber hammers. <laughs> wham, 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 wham. Yeah, I thought you were going to describe it in like a cool way, but no, that's cool too. Yeah. <laughs> It's playtime, guys. <laughs> it's nerf. <laughs> exactly. This is now LARPing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I ended up winning that game uh, by the skin of my teeth. Uh, turn five. Uh, had to do some shenanigans with wolves and staying in the 10-inch AOE of uh, one of the objectives and mm -hmm. uh, picking my targets wisely. Um, but yeah, those Stormcast Eternals dropping in your backfield, and just like it's like super scary. It is. And the, the evocators are amazing too. Each guy at the end of combat rolls two dice, and anything that's a four up is just a mortal wound. It's just, just a mortal wound. So he's rolling 12 dice. You know, he's got a unit of six, killing just 50, doing 50. six mortal wounds on yeah. average each turn, in addition to their attacks, which are also good. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're a wrecking house. Yeah. Vince, or not Vince. Uh, Sam had what I think was one of the most like prolific quotes of the um, evening or the whole weekend. He had a lot. Of, he had a lot of quotes. Yeah. But the one that kind of stood with me that wasn't hilarious was that he said, "The one thing you need to remind yourself of when playing Age of Sigmar oh. is your loss is always somebody else's win." Yes, and he was quoting Uncle Adam. Yeah, and that yeah, actually, when he said that, I think he said that in the car. No, he said that when you guys were setting up your armies before your first game. Okay, yeah, that was actually pretty a pretty big thing for me to hear as well, um, because you know I, I, I guess I, I guess I never really thought about it in that way. So I'm gonna try yeah. to I'm gonna try to live that that quote. Yeah, and it was really good that he said that. It was very timely because I had never taken a loss like the stomping that I took to Vince <laughs> better than I did because the last thing you want to do is to 
ruin somebody else's fun. Their army did the cool thing. Yeah. Like he got to come in and do what his army, he really wants to do with his army is that is run in and smash. Yeah, dude. And he did a lot of running and a lot of smashing. And yeah. so I was just like, this is fun, right? I don't care. We're just going to have fun. And I kind of let the water roll off my back. And I, looking back at it, feel like I had more fun because I got to kind of live through his fun. Sure. And um, I oh. did, and then he got to really just like have it and not feel bad for it. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, we had a discussion about like why does it feel so bad to lose yeah. in? I don't, I don't want to say just in Age of Sigmar. Maybe it's not just Age of Sigmar. Maybe it's like ten percent worse in Age of Sigmar compared to like other games for various reasons. But it, you know, it can it can tend to feel really bad to lose, and maybe it's because we're tryhards. Um, That's part of it. But yeah, so we were trying to, you know, it's like you almost got to like mentally brace for the potential of losing, even in a big way. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think that there's a, there's a correlation between time invested yeah. to make your army, especially if it's painted, you know, yeah. and the time it takes to play a game yep. um, is directly related to how much you feel terrible for losing that game yes if you're playing a game of warhammer underworlds or Warcry, it's so much quicker to play the game so we could just play another one and it doesn't take that long for me to build prep or paint those five models yeah where it's two thousand points an average of 50 models 40 to 50 is probably the average in uh, age of sigmar army or 40k army um that's a lot of investment and to know all your rules, to read the, the whole book, to make sure you understand how everything works together, and then the frustration of it just not working yeah. is just higher. And I don't think there's anything that can completely negate that. I think that's just yeah. having a realization of it's going to feel worse. That doesn't mean the sky is entirely falling here. I think playing more games is the answer because the same thing happens with painting and painting competitions. Yeah. Right? You paint something really amazing. You put it in, you overvalue it because it's like, you know, you don't see just a model, but a model in 100 hours. Yes, you do. And when I when I spoke to Rafa about it, I was like, what's the cure to that? And he was like, you just need to compete more. Mm. And so I imagine like from Vince's perspective, who's played, you know, it, you know hundreds of games at HC more, maybe you know, over 100 easily, that he's definitely familiar with that feeling and used to it. So he, he is mentally scarred uh, and right. uh, less, you know, more immune to it. He's built up the callus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um also, he's got 85 armies, so he just picked the other one that's actually good right now. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, so we played Age Sigmar, and then after that, probably had some lunch, probably, um, which was sandwiches, cold cuts, and oh, chips, and salsas, get and cold cuts, chippies, and then we uh, got right into the painting, which was mostly uh, priming, putting the... Uh, building the bases. Building the bases, putting the terrain on it. Which that was kind of tricky. Yeah, I th we did it differently this time. Yeah, yeah. and I, I I like the way that it turned out. I think one of the big factors that it turned out really well is Sam put them all together and then set it all up. Yeah. Whereas with our last one, we kind of had to do a bunch of work on our own before we came. Right. And it looked good together, but it didn't look as cohesive as it wasn't, this. wasn't yeah, as seamless as this yeah. was. And so this created a nice seamless thing. It also had a nice flat surface. Um, with just some fiddly bits and then the, the line scores running through there that really felt it really tight. Yeah. Um, and then 
Vince and Sam painted it all. This was great. We didn't do anything. For yeah. I mean, well, we painted our individual bases at the end and tried to make our little bases at the mini well, studio. Hold on now. I cut the styrene discs for oh, the Oh, you base. did. Okay, because I'm pro styrene disc cutter. You are. You yeah. knew the, how to you get the circle. You were just sitting there and you were just like, man, I hate this model that I picked. <laughs> Uh, I'm like it's so. Once they were all that. sitting together, Let's they were. That. It was so much bigger than everybody else's. I think the entire time you arrived there, and maybe even leading up to it, you were kind of just like, just a little bit of this feeling. Like, why did I pick this model? <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> just, like it was funny in my head, and it is funny. Yeah, yeah. It's a giant alien with a bowler and nunchucks. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's on a fucking unicycle. <laughs> it's hilarious yeah uh, but yeah you had a little bit of regret um that's okay it turned out hilarious and and you know, also really cool looking yeah but we painted they they did the painting and the assembling of the base laying out the things and then i, and I think vince did the priming and then i think i think he painted the bases as well the plinths and then added like a little like a little stripe across all uh all four to kind of link oh, them together yeah, caution stripe kind of thing yeah and then uh that's when i was cutting discs he managed to uh, paint four dioramas. No, <laughs> yeah, the bases um, of all. At some point, we started to actually paint. I believe it was on this day as well. Yes, we did. Yeah. Okay. Yes, because this is where the 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 journey of the gray robot started. Yeah, why don't you tell this? Okay. Let me tell the, the when you come back from the pink. Though I want to tell that part. Okay. Okay. So I started. I, I decided I want to start from like a desaturated blue gray and then build up to a cream for the that's how i envisioned this robot that way i could have that be kind of a um kind of a less po portion of focus and then all the little details that i put on him that i kit bashed like the nunchucks like the sword there one of his legs was actually ruined and he had uh used a piece of i don't know rope to make a sword arm the other one has uh, uh what's that stuff called barbed wire wrapped around it the final leg is chopped off and it's got a unicycle wheel which was one of my daughter's legos lego bicycles oh, it worked so well though um and yeah he's got like he's got an earring i uh, did not notice that yeah he's got an earring with the with the little skull on it <laughs> uh the bowler hat and everything so i was like i'm gonna kind of be neutral for all that stuff so then all those little parts will will pop out Vince kept making snide comments. The thing is just all gray. He's yeah. like, wow, man, that's just a lot of gray. He's yeah. like, John, you've been painting for two hours and it's the same color. It's still, <laughs> it's still gray. And so I said, I finally said, screw it. And I left the room and I went into the airbrush station and I came back. Yeah. And you could take it from here. Yeah. You were gone for like, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour. No, it wasn't that long at all. It wasn't that long? No, it didn't. It was not long at all. Okay, it was well, there are various factors minutes. which probably uh, skewed my perception of time. <laughs> Time in flux. <laughs> yeah. He came back. The most defeated look on his face. <laughs> just looking at his mini. He sat down and just put it there. And he was just like, well, I did the, I did a thing. <laughs> and like, you were just the, the saddest person ever at that stage. You know, if you walked in kind of maybe with a little bit of a, a chink in your armor, like at that point, you came back naked. You're just oh, like, yeah. you're like, what the fuck do I do now? <laughs> Oh, there's this thing. It was entirely pink. It was just pink. So, okay, you, not entirely pink. Okay, it wasn't like you base coated it in pink, but you had sprayed it all in pink 
with like your your zenithal undercoat already under it. Yeah. And so it was like a all just a hue of pink. Yeah. Um, all the gray underneath. I I wanted to be like the gray underneath that I had spent all that time painting was my undercoat. Yeah. And Vince doesn't have a light in his airbrush station. <laughs> yeah. Blame that. Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this back at you. Uh, and so in the light in there, it looked like I just like put a little <laughs> a tint over everything. And when I came into the room with the big light into so it, you didn't even know until you got there. I didn't know it was that bad. <laughs> and then I sit down under the big light, which is one of these. We had pulled in one of your big ones here. Yeah. And I yeah. sit down and it wasn't even, it was before I even sat down. I got, I turned the corner from his painting room into there and there's suddenly more light and I'm looking at it as I'm walking and I'm like. Oh no! Oh God! <laughs> it is all bright ass cotton candy pink. Uh, yeah, I think when you came back and you didn't even say anything, we all just fucking erupted in laughter because <laughs> you just said it there and it was just pink. Oh, it was so good. It was probably the best part of the weekend. <laughs> just sad, you know. But whatever. I was like, I was like, what the hell do I do? <laughs> but we're like over halfway through the whole first day of painting. And I feel like I want to strip this thing. <laughs> but it, this is a story of redemption here. Yeah, sure. Okay. So Vince was like, you know, okay, I think Vince took it upon himself to solve this problem because I feel like he kind of got you into it in the first place because I think he was the one that suggested the pink. Or did, did you just go for it? I don't know. Okay. I, I can't think remember. I went for it because I think when I came out, you all had no idea what the hell I was doing. Okay. And that was part of the the moment of... <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think uh, despite that, I, I, so probably wasn't Vince's fault. I think he still took it upon himself to kind of like sherpa you through the process. Yeah, yeah. Because like I feel like anyone in that scenario would just be like, I don't want to paint this anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly how it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, Vince is like, okay, no problem. It's pink. Teal. <laughs> right. The answer is teal. <laughs> the answer is teal. <laughs> so you bust some teal out and you put it in the shadows of that giant robot. And then he's like... Well, first he's he's like just use uh, glaze down teal for the shadows, so yeah. it's the darker shadows. And I did a whole bunch of stippling with like a skin tone and up to white with all the pink to make it even look like more outer worldly, yeah. not like the neon pink. So then when you put a skin tone, like a Caucasian skin tone, it still lives in the world of pink, but it it doesn't feel quite so silly. Yeah. And I had done that, and he's like, "No, glaze down teal. It's a good." you know contrasting color i'm like okay vince this is going to be a vince paint job <laughs> and after i started doing that he's like you should you should just make it go to bright teal in the deepest shadows and that's where it all kind of went crazy in a good way it ended up in a good way yeah but uh it was like this crazy color shift Love. yeah it's color shift paint without using color shift paint yeah yeah so if you hold it and you turn it you're like this whole thing is pink it's just where the light is hitting it in a different area it changes to a different color yeah and so that was, I was like, okay. Okay. That's cool. Okay. I'm not a piece of trash. I'm not, not a piece of trash. <laughs> no. But you're better because you took a bad thing that you didn't like and you turned it into something you did like. Yeah. Without restarting. Yeah. Because I told myself after the shock of sitting there with the little piece of fucking bubble gum in front of me, <laughs> after that kind of wore off, I'm like, okay, I'm not restarting. What am I doing from here that doesn't undo all the work that I did, but I just kind of accentuate it and make it not suck? Yeah, and it it turned out okay. Yeah. It's not how I envisioned it in my head at all. But in some ways, what's hilarious is that we take the full picture of all of them together. 
I was my goal was to not have his color scheme be so over the top because I know he was going to be the biggest model. <laughs> because he's already going to be a distraction based on size. <laughs> and the exact opposite is what happened. <laughs> it's the biggest it's the biggest attention grabber of the whole thing. Oh, it's great. Okay, we got to move on now. Yeah. Uh, so I think we paid all the way until sleepy time. I think we did. I don't think there's anything else we did that day. No, we just once we got into the like sitting down and painting stuff, we just time ceased to exist. It yeah, was, it was like zoom. it was like 12 14 hours of painting yep. and then it was like 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then we went to bed. But you and I didn't go to bed. No, we didn't. We watched fucking Love Island, baby. Our bedroom had the big old TV hooked up to the Roku and all the different apps. Yeah, and I was like, "Hey John, let me show you a TV show." <laughs> We were up till like four AM watching Love Island. Oh my gosh! And we had, we had to wake up, yeah, for like the live stream thing. Yeah, we did. Yeah, so yeah, we watched we watched the episode of Love Island. You know, yeah, just it, we were full on MST three K in this thing. Just yeah, like f- commentary from the bed. Like yeah, like it was it was great. Uh, the show is so bad. It's so bad. So good though. Yeah, it has moments where it's like amazing. Of course, I mean, I feel like it has to if it's like gone on for like eight seasons yeah. um but yeah it's it's so bad um it's i love it i love it yeah well because okay. uh, the next morning vince was like you guys did what and i'm like yeah, <laughs> love island and he's like what is that and i'm like it's it's the real world um or real world and he's like oh okay and scott said what is real world i know what it is <laughs> i've heard of it i've never watched it, it is that show less about just bumping uglies but it still happens. Okay. But it's not the full focus of the show. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like Love Island is. All right. We got up. Uh, we had. Oh, actually, for dinner that, that yesterday, briefly, we had lovely cottage ham, bro- oh, broccoli, baby. mashed potatoes, and rolls. Yeah. Kathy, slam dunk. Once again, them them taters, precious. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, anyways, we woke up and it was time for more more painting, but not for very long. We painted during the Warhammer preview. Did we paint during it? Or was watching? We just kind of watched. I think Sam was painting. Because Sam got to a point um, similar to me, which made me feel a little bit better. He was pretty frustrated with how things were coming together. Because he was trying new things, too. Yeah. New paint supplies, stuff like that. He was trying new colors. He was trying to, like, he had colors on everything, and he had tweaked a bunch of things. He did this whole freehand, like, awesome rose. And he just, over the little, the shield guard, whatever they call that, when when you joust. Yeah. And he painted over that because he hated how it looked with everything else. And like, um, so in a way, I felt like, okay, I'm not the complete pleb because even an amazing world class painter like Sam does things that he's not happy with. Yeah. And when you see it down there and how it works with everything else, he decided he wanted to change things. So I think he was in that kind of mode and watching with us, but also like, trying to solve the mystery of how this thing is going to turn out yeah also and by that point i had painted like half of the white armor of my piece yeah dude just the white armor okay anyways we watched the preview um and then immediately after that because the preview was all aos oh baby that's definitely in vince's wheelhouse so immediately after that we did a warhammer weekly uh live stream Mm -hmm. with tom yeah and us four on the other end discussing all the uh lovely reveals from the preview just the just us as like the four little gremlins or three little gremlins behind vince yeah 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 um the, the and so if you, bats. if you haven't seen that you need to first do yourself a favor and go over to vince vincerella's youtube channel and subscribe mm. and watch that yeah we'll have it links in the show notes yeah. as well. there is the highlight of that entire reveal <laughs> 
is a three-second scene where you and I are role-playing the bats. <laughs> and Vince is the little pillar that we're, we're climbing out behind. Yeah, yeah. Just screen grab that. Yeah, That's, yeah. If you do nothing else... <laughs> That yeah. was my favorite t- moment. Right. So, like, Curse City came out, had a bunch of cool things in it, but had these hilarious looking fell bats in it um, that were like, it's kind of like a comic relief thing, but it works. Yeah. I, it's so funny. I love those bats. Yeah. Love and bats. Do, do we want to talk about the models or just watch that video and you'll see our opinions on that? Yeah. You'll, I think that's probably better. You'll sure. get a more in depth breakdown of everything. But yeah. in, uh, just like our quick synopsis, 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 Curse City is everything I want. In a GW board game. That's a buy for it, sure. One hundo percent. Not everything. Okay. Those zombies. The zombies are a letdown. Yeah. Let's just be honest about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. And if you if whoever sculpted those, you made a really cool, a really cool idea. It was amazing. I just don't think it should have been all ten zombies with yeah. the same detail on their back. Yep. I like it if there's like that's a great thing of like the unit leader. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you know, yeah. Sprinkle it in. One dude, two dudes, something like that. Yep. But uh, but the actual, if you were to like just look at the the zombies themselves and take out the the, the roots, bug me most. But that's the easiest fix with a little exacto help. But if you just look at the zombie and pretend that that giant, whatever, what are those things called? Uh, like headstone. tombstones. Oh yeah, yeah. The headstone isn't there. The sculpts of those zombies and their movement and their hunched and the it's awesome. What if that's a bit that you could choose to put on? I would be so happy, and I also would bet all my money that that's not the case. But yeah. I would be so happy. Yeah, like the 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 spine is probably attached to this. Well, it's just so flat where it connects. Yeah. Like you couldn't. That's true. I mean, you could, but they didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Anyways, yeah, check that out if you want to see our uh, our uh, our opinions on all those new releases. Did that live stream, and then after we did, I think just more painting for the entire day. Because this was so. Saturday, right? Yeah, this was Saturday. We cranked out painting. I feel like there was something else we did too, but maybe I think not. That was the day we ordered a pizza. Yep, that was pizza day. Yeah. Was that pizza day or was that taco day? It was pizza day. When did I play Vince and in, in, in the night? <laughs> I think it was that day. Yeah, that was that day. So that was taco day. We got tacos and nachos. We painted a lot until a stopping point. I don't know. I think it was like twelve. It was like midnight or something. I finished my model that day. You did? Yeah. I didn't paint at all on Sunday. Oh, my God. That sounds so amazing. So, yeah, at some point, me and Sam did a rematch because Sam was like, he was kind of like feeling like, you know, like the whole like Rocky storyline. He was like, okay, got knocked down, but now I'm going to get back up again. I'm going to, don't quote a song. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to change my list up, try new things out. And I was excited for that. So we played again on the other table this time because all our painting stuff was out. Oh, yeah. And uh, we played a different objective. I can't remember which one it was. Um, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, we played again. Uh, he had a much tankier, beefier Star Drake dude. So this time I didn't even go for him. Uh, it was like he, he, he chose a different, I don't know what I think it was an artifact you put on him. It was an artifact. Also, I, I think like, there are like certain chambers or whatever they're called, and he picked a different one, and it like made him stronger and more buffed. Um, played again, uh, managed to squeak out another W. So I was feeling pretty strong. Last four games of AOS, all Ws. Right. Okay. And, and so then, so then, Vince, then, so then Vince is like, "Let me humble you." <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, I can't remember. I think this was a different day, right? No, no. That was that same night. Same night. Yeah. Not long after you finished your game with Sam. Okay. Vince is like. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Vince did the same thing to me they did to you. He's like, how do you wish to die? Yeah. And so, I picked whatever race. And I picked uh, Savage Aurux. Or, no, 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 Just Aurux. Iron Jaws. Iron Jaws. Okay. Played Iron Jaws. And, uh, yeah. I, I, I like, tryharded as much as I could. Like uh, I saw Vince spacing out his units in like one inch increments. I was like, fuck, I'm going to do that too. <laughs> and so I started, I started spacing everything out. So like, cause basically what he told me the way his army worked was that they're fast as fuck. Yeah. And that like, no, no matter what they can get to you at one point in the game, whenever they want. Cause he can, he has this ability that allows his dudes to move twice in one, in one phase. Cause he can move in the, in the hero phase, heroic phase. Um, and also in the move phase and also charge. So like there's there's no getting away. At some point he's gonna pop that cherry and I'm fucked. Yeah. And so basically, I didn't think about it now, but I thought of a way I could have possibly dealt with it. Um, but I was playing, you know, I was super spaced out. I was protecting my assets, which were my blood knights, my vampire lord, and Neferata. And despite very careful planning. Uh, he gave me first turn and then just proceeded to wail on me. <laughs> the My favorite part of that game was after you guys are all set up, he says, do you want to know how you screwed up? Yeah. <laughs> Before a single dice is rolled, a single model is moved, he says, do you want to know how you screwed up? Yeah, so I appreciate that. <laughs> Which let, is great. He let, learning. Me, he let me adjust. Yeah. Because he would have killed Nefrata turn one. Yeah. Like, no questions asked. And so I moved her a little bit, and then we played. I did a, a Weasley turn one because i can't get to him yeah. i don't want to like you know really expand too much because then it's easier to get into my lines and then he went and he brought the cabbage it was upon a you. fucking wrecking ball dude yeah. he charged in with his unit of three pigs they killed like a million chain rasps he charged in with his cabbage and he did this little trick where he charged the chain rasps and got he had a successful charge around the side of them. Around the side, the pigs killed all the rasps, mm-hmm. and then he piled in into my goddamn vampire behind the chain rasps. Yes, and killed it in one turn. Yes, um, that was and I couldn't attack with the vampire because he hit with the pigs and yep. didn't move the, the this cabbage yet. Yep, and the and he didn't put the vampire in combat, so the vampire couldn't do anything. Right. so I fought somewhere else. Like somewhere else, like, I don't know, something else. And then he piled into the vampire, killed it one turn. I was like, okay, well, this game's over, but I'm going to play it out. Yeah. Because um, if he can delete a threat of mine before doing literally anything with it, yeah. that, that just that, that just is like game ending. So he played it out. Um, It was the one where it was the scenario where he can remove objectives or someone can remove them if you go second. Yep. And so he was removing the ones in my backfield because he went second and I, I had him push out. So I pushed out with one vampire, trying to do stuff. He killed uh, a decent amount of uh, a chaff unit, but then then died. We will say this, though. You, you're one unit of five blood knights almost one rounded that cabbage. Almost. Yeah, they got a full charge. I first round activated them. And they almost killed uh, the cabbage. He had three wounds left. Yeah. Um, which so that, is, that was pretty cool. Which is the... The cool thing to remember with that is that cabbage costs over twice the points as that unit of blood knights. Nice. So in terms of like hitting above their weight, um, that was really cool. Unfortunately, an almost dead cabbage um, can still do a buttload of damage and back. Did yeah, it did. <laughs> he came in turn two, killed Neferata, um, and then I lost my other vampire, and then his other unit of pigs 
killed like four of my blood knights without even charging. It, it was just, bad news bears. Yeah. So at that point I was like, yeah. okay, it's over. You know, you, you killed everything. Yeah. Um, but it that was, was good. It came down to the, um, the value of being first to complete your drops. Yeah. Because he did that, he could choose who goes first. And if you set up on your line aggressively, if you set up aggressively, you can hit him turn one. You can get to him. But, but if he gets to pick and you set up aggressively, that means you don't have screens in front of your stuff and you're even more susceptible. He could have gone first and just rushed right in. Yeah. So I, it's actually amazing to me how much is going on before the game begins. Yeah. Because if I notice... Because if he drops his whole army like pretty much in the beginning, and he he deploys in kind of like a cagey, castle-y way, mm-hmm. because he did, he was like in the backfield. Maybe I could have put one cheeky vampire on the battle line, mm-hmm. cast amethystine pinions, mm-hmm. and just rushed in there, killed something, and then he had to have to deal with it, right? Yeah. And then he couldn't like send all four of his threats at me to like totally neutralize me. So I, I've been thinking about this game a lot. Um, <laughs> Uh, and Your but, dragon kills that cabbage if he gets to him. No. Yes, he does. Absolutely not. Yes, he does. All right, we'll roll it after this. All right. It's def- definitely not. You get in there, shunk, charge in there, breath him, kill him. Oh, the oh yeah, the breath. Yeah. The breath is D6 damage, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, okay, him. maybe, maybe. You kill him. And okay. then your vampire does die. That's fine. But, but they're going to have to commit a whole bunch of resources yes. there. And then now you get and to now, do a little. Bah, 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 bah. I can move out and I can threaten. Yeah. Okay. That's a good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But the question is, is if I put a dude on a battle line and he deploys defensively, can he still get to me in turn one? I think the answer is yes. Yeah, but maybe maybe just the cabbage. The the big part of his strategy was getting the pigs to clear out the chain wraps to, to get to the vampire. That's true. But anyway, we'll quit talking EOS strategy. <laughs> yeah, so he, he destroyed me, uh, putting my weekend score at 2-1, which I felt good about. Uh, and then uh, I went to bed. John was very drunk. <laughs> and uh, we uh, went to bed. No love on that night. I went up. I, oh, I, I made it up the stairs. That was the victory. <laughs> you went to sleep. I came to bed, like, I don't know, like 30 minutes later. Yeah. I did my whole, like, you know, I, I got into bed, you know, moved the sheets. You did not wake up at all. Yeah. You were gone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we woke up, and then it was Sunday. Yeah. Sunday's the last day. We got to paint everything. Got to finish it. I was I was stressing that I wasn't going to get done, um, but I was able to finish while they were playing the game. Um, and uh, after that was done, uh, I think we shot our photos. Yeah, we did our final photos. Sam, because Sam was doing a video this whole time too. So he was taking um, shots and footage of us throughout the weekend while we were painting. Yeah. And we did Sam's final kind of outro video talking head of all of us, as well as final videos there, pictures of everything. And then you did the footage uh, for your interview with Vince for a video. Yeah. So I interviewed Vince. Um, I had written down a series of interview questions actually on the way there. Um, based on like a script that like you and I workshopped in the car. Right. More right. productivity yes. in the car ride. We were so good in that truck, dude. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we had a, I had a, a list of questions. I asked him and it, it's a fun video. The idea is basically I'm going to try to live like Vince for a week, which might sound underwhelming if you don't know his schedule, but he is a painting machine. Um, I am machine. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to basically 
live like him. It's gonna be a lot of fun because he has like a, a specific eating schedule. Yeah, and, and, and certain foods he likes. Like, dude, uh, you got to get some Sobe blueberry but, and some yeah, Sobe San, San Pellegrino. San Pellegrino. Yeah, those two. Okay, because he, he starts every morning with the Sobe blueberry, and then around like 10 a.m. he has the Sobe like pomegranate. No, no, the San Pellegrino, which then lasts until lunch. And okay. Then he ends the day with another blueberry. I don't think the pomegranate ever happens. Oh, maybe it does. I watch. Better. You better check the tape. Check the tape. <laughs> So I got my interview in. We shot uh, pictures of our models, which again, it's always fun to see how other people do it. Yeah. Um, I brought in my big light because it was already in that room for the interview. So we just kind of just like pointed it down by there. Um, and I got, got to see how uh, Vince does photos. Um, and that was fun. And that F-stop. Bro. <laughs> F-32. Rough. I had him send me last night. I'm like, Vince, you need to send me the exact specs you do to take pictures because I want to try it. Sure. I cannot take good pictures to save my goddamn life. And I'm going to mess with that because I don't, I've never messed with the F stop at all. You don't have good lights. I know. I, I do once it gets in the mail. Oh, yeah. Problem solved. Yeah. That, that's the answer. You just got to buy something, right? Yeah. That's the it's message here. All there. If your is... photos suck, you just buy a $700 light. Yeah. That's no, it. That is not required. Yeah, you just, if I had my Light of a Thousand Suns with the China lamps, shades on there, I think I could still do it. Oh, yeah. But then I'd have to put those all together and find a spot to keep them. And that thing isn't set up all the time? What? That big old light with the six bulbs in it isn't set up right now? Yeah, that's up. That's what I use to take pictures. I crank that at like a a decline, so it's kind of from the front. It's basically how you had your setup. Yeah. That one is what I used to take pictures with. Oh, okay. So this is your fault. You don't know how to do it. Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. That's totally adequate. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that's, 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 what, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, Scott. <laughs> it's It should work. And they're, they've gotten better, but I haven't messed at all with the F-stop. Okay. So I just need to just like slowly let all the light in. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think we did nothing after that. I think we just chilled because it was, I felt like we were like really working to finish uh, right at the end. This is the final day. Final day. We did some, pr- we did some pickup. Oh shit. Cause I was like, I was like, D&D. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I was like, no, we did, we did pick up after D and D. Cause I'm like, we're going to try to get an early start to get on the road. Scott, we should pick up all your AV stuff. Yeah, you were harsh in my mellow, dude. Yeah, I did. I was like, I just finished the most stretch paint job of my life. And you're like, let's clean up. And I'm like, bro, bro. <laughs> well, did you thank me the next morning? Yeah, sure. Okay, okay. fine. <laughs> it wasn't that much. It took like five minutes. <laughs> but I was—I didn't want to do anything. You just want to sit there and melt into the chair. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted uh, to do. We finished up the D&D campaign. Yeah. That night, or the, the adventure. It's not a campaign. <laughs> we finished up the adventure um, where I had my uh, Uber rolling fireball running all around. Oh, gosh. Yeah, MVP fireball. Yeah, dude. Why can't a druid summon a fireball? Uh, it's It was a little pebble. And yeah, I rolled it, yeah, and, and it turned into a little ball of fire. That was the story. I don't know why they can. Don't ask questions. Okay, fine. Don't ask questions. And then uh, that was it. Then we chilled out. Oh, we did watch. We did watch a little uh, little videos. We had to get our the videos we needed to watch in. We watched everything but one that I forgot that we didn't watch. We watched Who Takes the L? Mark McGrath versus a kid. Yep. By Cody Cohn, Noel Miller. That's a must watch. Yeah. We watched the the pony 
We had not seen. I had not seen that one before. We watched a lot of that's cringe from Cody yeah. Co. Uh, so yeah, the, yeah, the Pony Play one. Um, we watched the Girl of the Fine Ministries one. Oh lord, yeah, like uh, that was good. So we we played D and D. We're all totally fried at this point. <laughs> yeah, because we all sleep in six hours a day max, like, max, um, and just like focusing on a tiny object with our eyes for like. 10 plus hours every day yeah uh so we're all just totally just fried so we watched those funny videos went to bed and then watched another funny video episode two love island love island (laughs) (laughs) uh we watched that and then it was the next morning and we woke up packed the truck up uh said our goodbyes i left my jacket there like a dingus you left your jacket you left your chain rasps oh yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah so today for the stream i need to finish a chain rasp so that I can show Vince what the finished thing is going to look like. And Vince was like, because you left it here, I'm going to paint them all and send it to you. <laughs> I'm like, Vince, you don't have to do that. It's like, it's fine. It's because, you know, he paints like a million hours a week anyway. It's like, what's another, what's another 10 chain rasps? Right. This is nothing. It's like, it doesn't <laughs> even hit my radar. <laughs> so he's going to paint them, but it's for a video where it's like, I'm going to take someone else's scheme, use my own paints, and then show you how it looks fine. It's no, so he be- gets content out of this. Yeah. Nice. I, I mean, it's not like he's short models for content. Okay? <laughs> right. So this is still like charity to me. But yeah, so I'm going to paint chain rest today or, or finish one up. They're, they're almost done. So yeah, we drove home, dropped uh, Sammy Boy off, who was taking a lovely nap. Dude, he was napping like a, like a king yeah, in the he, back there. He was out. Um, you and I solved the world's problems. Yep. We got back to your place about nine, eight forty five, yeah. somewhere in there. Um, Scott's leaving. phone was dead. My phone was dead. I'm notoriously bad with directions, so I don't exactly know how to get home. So that was exciting. <laughs> no problems though. Got home, and I got home about like ten, ten fifteen. Yeah. I was texting Amber like the whole time that you were gone because she was like, I told her like blah blah blah, and like his phone's dead, whatever. She's like, uh, How does he get out of your neighborhood? I'm kind of scared. And I'm like. <laughs> I, I, we walked through it. I'm about 65% confident that he will find his way out of my neighborhood. Um, uh, and then I didn't hear anything negative back. It was like, no, it wasn't like 11 o'clock with her like, where is he? <laughs> so I figured you made it. I made it. Yeah. And that was the end of any kind. It was. And we're flying next time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, fuck driving. It's rough when it was. It, we were We were gone from home for five days. Two of those five. We're full days on the road. Yeah, it's such a waste. It's rough. Um, and so cheap flights, you know, when we do that again. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to start looking and just being flexible on the date. Sure. And then. Yeah, because Vince was like, whenever you want to come over, don't even call me. Just show up. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, deal. Yeah. <laughs> like, be careful what you ask for. <laughs> uh, but yeah, any any final thoughts about Vincey Khan? <sighs> It it was a uh, one of those kind of battery rechargers kind of things where it kind of gets. I felt like oh my gosh, it's just so good to be around other people and painting again. And but also the opposite. Yeah, but also was- just sucked you dry from the actual. <laughs> like it, yeah, it was rough. It took me like two days to get back to a normal person. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, it was great. I I time of my life. Yeah, I just want to say like. Uh, like hanging out with Vince and like being in his basement, I think was for me like a humbling experience because it was funny. Uh, someone said in the comments of the, of the photo, it's like, how do you guys paint this good? And then someone replied because each of these guys have painted 
more models than all of your followers combined, which I appreciate the sentiment. It's not true for myself, and I don't think for John, but it might be true for Vince. (laughs) Yeah. He had so much stuff painted and just wonderfully presented in his in his class cases it, it was like he is a force of nature yeah. when it comes to miniature painting and so it was just great to be there and see all that and like he's just a, he's a lovely person yeah right he's not he doesn't he doesn't gloat even when he can gloat right he has literally accomplished everything that miniature painting has to offer to a miniature painter and is just still on the grind yeah and he's still excited yeah and that's the thing is like his passion for it is is pretty obvious he's just like everything is like he's never even painted before he's just like yeah i'm gonna do this i love it so it it was a great experience yeah would recommend would recommend but ask him first we didn't talk about the pizza the great pizza debate of 2021 oh it wasn't a debate so i I just thought what was right and was wrong and that was it (laughs) so i'm a food snob okay tell your story okay so Vince and Kathy, pretty hyped about this pizza. They're like, this is awesome pizza. We're going to love were it. Were they hyped about it? They were. I mean, they weren't like talking up like the best pizza on the planet, but they're like, it's really good. And then Scott makes some kind of a comment. No, of, no. They asked for it. Okay, yes, yes. They they asked. I and would you? never. I would never share my snobby thoughts if it was not <laughs> asked for first. I think there's a lead up here, too, of throughout the weekend. Kathy, I identified you as a food snob. Okay. I don't know how, though. Because I wasn't saying your food was bad or anything. You, you had a monocle on, Scott. Oh, right. The entire time. He's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, oh. oh. Um, the umami yeah. flavor. What do you want to say about this pizza? Um, I was just, I, there was a moment that I thought was absolutely hilarious where Kathy is sitting on the stairs and we're all eating pizza. And she says, Scott, what do you think about the pizza? And you're like, you really want my opinion or you want me to lie to you? <laughs> Oh God! Okay, yeah. It wasn't mean. It was in. It was in just, and nobody took offense to it. Yeah. Um. But that I just laughed so hard. <laughs> I'm like, this is Scott. Yeah. Okay. I've eaten a lot of pizza from a lot of places, including Italy. I know. <laughs> I know. Italians would be like, this is not really real pizza in America. <laughs> I've eaten it there too. Uh. So yeah, I formed an opinion about pizza in my life that I stand by. You have a style that you like and a style that you like less. Yeah. Absolutely. And this happened to fall on the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> but I still ate it because pizza's pizza. And it was good pizza. Yeah, I like pizza. Yeah. It was it was good pizza. It yeah. just didn't quite hit the water level of the Scott ratio of <laughs> good to great pizza. <laughs> I I can not like something to its maximum extent and still enjoy eating it because I like what it is. Uh, that's true for pizza. That's true for tacos. That's true for ice cream. Ice cream. Absolutely ice cream. And probably other things. Cookies 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 are always good especially when they're warm, mm, warm. toss them in the microwave <sighs> unless they're from famous amos dude famous amos where's that those shout out john was like dude scott you gotta try these cookies and so he gave them to all three of us and all three of us were like what is this garbage it's amazing <laughs> yeah, the, it's like look you gotta suck on it for 30 minutes to make it soft the quality of the chocolate chip in famous amos is unparalleled okay that might be true but i was too distracted by the fact that it was a brick in my mouth oh the hard cookie it's so good. No. Yeah. Hard disagree. Soft fam, where are you at? Show me them soft boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, out of the news. We actually have quite a fleshed out news segment for today. Take your flaccid cookies with you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you start here with ones with what you have first here, squidly bits. Squidly bits. Uh, uh, Squidmar, ML, 
from the previously named Age of Squidmark YouTube channel has created a secondary channel called Squidly Bits. And it's a channel for behind the scenes, smaller content, easier to make videos. Um, and I thought that was interesting. Uh, I, I bid him Godspeed because I don't know how he makes that and his normal content. Maybe he's got an editor. He does. I think he has an editor. He has yeah. an editor for the main thing, so maybe he's increasing their workload. Yeah. Um, it's very it's a it's a YouTubery thing to uh, to have like a, a side channel with videos like that. And if anyone was gonna do it, it'd be ML. Um, and so he's doing that. Check it out. We'll have it linked in the show notes below for more ML content. Mm-hmm. Culture of Paint podcast is next on the list. I haven't watched this yet, which is the Cult of Paint has started their own podcast. Is it uh, the two gentlemen? Yeah, I think it's Henry and Andy. Yeah. Um, I don't actually don't know. I haven't watched it either, but it was brought up at Vincey Gut. And I was like, okay, that's cool. That's worth noting. Yeah. If you want more painting podcasts, likely probably focusing more on the painting side than the gaming side, Mm. um, check out Culture of Paint. We did forget to mention one important aspect. No, we didn't. (laughs) Moving on. Nova (laughs) Open is reducing its event due to COVID. (laughs) Screw you. (laughs) I just remembered. We're not we're talk about it. We in the D and D game. Oh yeah, talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the D and D game, yeah, yeah. Uh, in order for us to help us remember all the the different NPCs in the world, yeah, uh, we named them after miniature painters. Yes, and we ended up convincing one of the NPCs to go with us. Yeah, and ended up being like a bigger hero than most of the group. Yes, and that was or, Andy Wardle. Yeah, than than you for sure. Than me for sure. Yeah, Andy Wardle was better at killing things. Through most of the whole session than yeah. I was. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to go down to the tomb, and then I convinced him. You did convince and him. And he came down, and he was bashing shit with his hammer. Yeah. So, Andy, way to go. Shout out to you. Yeah. We would probably have all died if not for you. Yeah. Thank you, Andy Wardle. Best D&D NPC ever. All right. Nova Open reduces capacity due to COVID. Yeah, and the details on this are still unclear. I got the email from them um, just kind of announcing that it's not going to look like a standard Nova Open prior to COVID, but they haven't given a lot more details yet. There will be another um, poll or whatever coming out for all of those that are on their email list about options of how that's going to look, what it's going to look like, if it's going to be in person at all, if it's going to be in person and just look differently, if there's going to be a combo platter. My prediction is going to be some kind of combo platter. It'll be the poo-poo platter of Nova yeah, Opens. Yeah, the cheese and crackers and yeah, salami yeah, 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 yeah. and the pickles. The, the pickles. Um, yeah, that's what my thoughts are because they didn't straight up just say it's it's totally virtual. And I think like that's when they would have said it if that's the decision that's going to be made. But we'll find out when we know, you will know. So that's that. Uh, what else did I put on D&D making miniatures on Spruce. Okay, Joshy Boy sent me this last night, and there's a link here. We can put the link in the show notes. Um, Wizards of the Coast has announced a couple of new upcoming products, and one of those products is how they described it. This is my paraphrase, but their words were very close to this, were high-end, they say what kind of plastic it is, too. Um... D&D miniatures on sprue, unpainted. High impact polystyrene hips. Premium unpainted hips. Yeah. So that's coming for us. 
These are expanded categories. They have action figures, a paint line, D&D and Magic the Gathering artifacts and prop replicas, and battle mats, bags, and carrying cases. They surely have some of this already. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Probably. Okay. Anyway. Interesting. That gets me much excited. (laughs) Because this might be the true foray of pushing the D&D crowd into the full realm of miniature painting. I don't think it's going to stick. You don't think so? I think they really value the pre-painted or un- unpainted and primed fully assembled figure. They make so much money off that stuff. I know. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like Some people will do it, but the majority, I think, will prefer the uh, the pre- pre-painted, pre-assembled dudes. I yeah. feel like. I mean, I want it to stick. But I, my thought is that here's another side door that's opening that leads to what all of us are are doing a lot of already, right? And it's about that new kind of exposure mm. to the depth of the hobby. Yes. There's this huge crowd that, well, I know you could paint them and I know whatever, blah, blah, blah. But if these are going to look 10 times better than the pre-painted stuff or 10 times better than those ugly ass pre-primed, terrible, terrible sculpts that they have out there. Um, I think we might get a new surge of, passionate hobbyists that maybe just this is their their entry point in here also joshy noted to me that there's a lot of trademarked miniature trademarked monsters in the D world that other companies cannot make sure right cannot right you can't you can't make a beholder mini or they will come for your money you definitely can go find one i mean sure you can find some find some from russia or whatever bro i have there are like probably five like patreons that sell 3d sculpted beholders find find one okay i'll try to and i will email it to wizards of the coast and get them shut down (laughs) they're pretty harsh on some of that the list of those monsters is not massive but um like for example i went and looked back at our good buddy chris's uh broken anvil miniature stuff because his is very um dnd focused themed monsters and josh and i went through and checked every one of those monsters like the umber hulk is that something that's owned by D&D? It's not. But there are other things that he could have done that would be. So it's really interesting that they take it pretty serious. So there might be, if they have these high quality, whatever, sculpts, maybe people will be like, this is the way that I can actually paint a really cool version of this um, to get people entry point into the hobby. Nice. That's a good point. I didn't think of that. Yeah. All right. Last thing. 40K and Magic the Gathering? I just found out about this yesterday that Wizards of the Coast is partnering with Games Workshop to have 40, 000, Warhammer 40K Magic the Gathering. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, they're going to have a set a set of Magic cards put in the 40K universe? No, they're not. They That's all the details they gave. Is that they're combining together. But if you look at the history in Magic, they've done things like this for like Godzilla and other things. And what they do is they take it in a like a new set of magic cards and it will have absolutely nothing to do with 40k. And then there will be alternate versions of certain cards, alternate arts that will be a picture of a space marine shooting a gun. Okay. And it's just like it's still the same creature, it's still the same monster, it just thematically kind of lines up whatever. It's just like special edition kind of things. Right not actually a set of magic cards in the 40k universe that ain't happening 
Okay. I'm gonna call it right now. If it does right now, it's f- if that does happen, it's full jumping the shark, and it's completely against you know 25 years of how Wizards has run that company. So okay, not gonna happen. But it's just like, well, let's just intermingle our brands and try to make it so we can cross pollinate kind of thing. Yeah, I wonder what that deal looks like if someone's paying money for it, or if they're just kind of like, let's just let's just do this thing together and we'll both advertise it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely money changing hands. I don't. I don't see any reason why Magic benefits from this. It'd be like people that play Warhammer 40k are like, "What's Magic the Gathering?" If you're a nerd and you play 40k in the shop where you go and play your game, there's Magic cards. There's always been Magic cards. It's not about that. I think it's about we can grab a quick buck from each other from the money that's being made. If I'm a 40k player, I'm just going to collect these because I like this, or I'm a Magic player. Or I'm both. Yeah, yeah exactly. Cause, it's cause, just an extra way to grab some money. Yeah. that's probably There's probably still money changing hands between those two companies, but okay. I don't know exactly how that's going to work. But Welcome to the end of the podcast. Thank you all for hanging out with us and listening to us ramble on about our fun weekend with Vince. Hopefully, uh, if you are stuck at home right now, uh, us hanging out in our little pod uh, was kind of like you've been able to enjoy it vicariously. That's the hope, at least. We're not trying to brag. We're just trying to... Have you joined in on the weekend? Right. Yeah. Spiritually. Spiritually. Yeah. Because this is all about our virtual hobby friends. And if you guys, you know, were with us in our living rooms and we came back from this weekend because you had to work and couldn't get the day off because your boss is a dick. <laughs> this is what we would talk about. We'd be like, dick. oh, then we did this. Then we did this. You know, and hopefully you're painting some minis or assembling some minis or doing whatever you want to do while you are wa- watching and or listening to this. And so our hobby hangout is, in fact... With all of the goody peepees. <laughs> if you like the podcast and you are indeed a goody peepee, consider supporting us. How can they do that, Scott? There are many ways. <laughs> Both free and not free. The not the you know the not free the uh, no, 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 the freeways first. <laughs> do the freeways first? Uh, not roads, but freeway. I definitely have made that joke before. Um, tell us about tell tell us tell your nerd friends about our podcast. Um, give us a review on Apple podcast or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, you can watch our podcast with ads enabled. Um, there's a way to do that with most browsers and add-ons. You can watch it with ads. We have, uh, an ad every 30 minutes, or you can support us on Patreon where you get access to an extended episode where we talk about things like new models or new techniques. We've tried cool models. We've seen from other painters that have inspired us. And also, we give live feedback to one of our uh, goody peepees um, right in the episode. So, as 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 a patron, you get access to supplying us with pictures of your models that we can give feedback to, and also you can give us topics to discuss in an episode. So, yeah, that's all the ways you can support us. Oh, also, merch, merch. Uh, you can buy this shirt, Slay the Gray. Slay the Gray. Psych, you can't buy this shirt. Psych. That's only on John's Teespring. Um, but you can buy it there if you wanted to. Um, that's it, John. Any good words for the people? Lady! Lady! Hi, Vince. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, we'll catch you on the flippity flop!